Wessex Tales. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tige Hines. Fellow Townsmen by Thomas Hardy. Chapter One. The shepherd on the east hill could shout out lambing intelligence to the shepherd on the west hill over the intervening town chimneys without great inconvenience to his voice so nearly did the steep pastures encroach upon the burghers' backyards and at night it was possible to stand in the very midst of the town and hear from their native paddocks on the lower levels of greensward the mild lowing of the farmers' heifers and the profound warm blowings of breath in which those creatures indulged but the community which had jammed itself in the valley thus flanked formed a veritable town with a real mayor and corporation and a staple manufacture during a certain damp evening five-and-thirty years ago before the twilight was far advanced a pedestrian of professional appearance carrying a small bag in his hand and an elevated umbrella was descending one of these hills by the turnpike road when he was overtaken by a phaeton hello down is that you said the driver of the vehicle a young man of pale and refined appearance jump up here with me and ride down to your door the other turned a plump cheery rather self-indulgent face over his shoulder towards the hailer oh good evening mr barnet thanks he said and mounted beside his acquaintance they were fellow burgesses of the town which lay beneath them but though old and very good friends they were differently circumstanced Barnet was a richer man than the struggling young lawyer down a fact which was to some extent perceptible in down's manner towards his companion though nothing of it ever showed in Barnet's manner towards the solicitor Barnet's position in the town was none of his own making his father had been a very successful flax merchant in the same place where the trade was still carried on as briskly as the small capacities of its quarters would allow having acquired a fair fortune old mr Barnet had retired from business bringing up his son as a gentleman burgher and it must be added as a well-educated liberal-minded young man how was mrs Barnet? asked down mrs Barnet was very well when i left home the other answered constrainedly exchanging his meditative regard for the horse for one of self-consciousness mr down seemed to regret his inquiry and immediately took up another thread of conversation he congratulated his friend on his election as a councilman he thought he had not seen him since that event took place mrs down had meant to call and congratulate mrs Barnet, but he feared that she had failed to do so as yet Barnet seemed hampered in his replies we should have been glad to see you i uh, my wife would welcome mrs down at any time as you know yes i am a member of the corporation rather an inexperienced member some of them say it is quite true and i should have declined the honour as premature having other things on my hands just now too if it had not been pressed upon me so very heartily there is one thing which you have in your hands which i can never quite see the necessity for said down with good-humoured freedom what the deuce do you want to build that new mansion for when you have already got such an excellent house as the one you live in barnet's face acquired a warmer shade of colour but as the question had been idly asked by the solicitor while regarding the surrounding flocks and fields he answered after a moment with no apparent embarrassment well we wanted to get out of the town you know the house i am living in is rather old and inconvenient mr down declared that he had chosen a pretty site for the new building they would be able to see for miles and miles from the windows was he going to give it a name he supposed so barnet thought not there was no other house near that was likely to be mistaken for it and he did not care for a name 
but i think it has a name down observed i went past when was it this morning and i saw something shadow ringdale i think it was stuck up on a board it was an idea she we had for a short time said barnet hastily but we have decided finally to do without a name at any rate such a name as that it must have been a week ago that you saw it it was taken down last saturday upon that matter i am firm he added grimly down murmured in an unconvinced tone that he thought he had seen it yesterday talking thus they drove into the town the street was unusually still for the hour of seven in the evening an increasing drizzle had prevailed since the afternoon and now formed a gauze across the yellow lamps and trickled with a gentle rattle down the heavy roofs of stone tile that bent the house ridges hollow-backed with its weight and in some instances caused the walls to bulge outwards in the upper story their route took them past the little town hall the black bull hotel and onward to the junction of a small street on the right consisting of a row of those two-and-two-windowed brick residences of no particular age which are exactly alike wherever found except in the people they contain wait i'll drive you up to your door said barnet when down prepared to alight at the corner he thereupon turned into the narrow street when the faces of three little girls could be discerned close to the panes of a lighted window a few yards ahead surmounted by that of a young matron the gaze of all four being directed eagerly up the empty street. "'You are a fortunate fellow down,' Barnet continued, as mother and children disappeared from the window to run to the door. Well, "'You must be happy if any man is. I would give a hundred such houses as my new one to have a home like yours.' "'Well, yes, we do get along pretty comfortably,' replied Down complacently. "'That house down is none of my ordering,' Barnet broke out, revealing a bitterness hitherto suppressed and checking the horse a moment to finish his speech before delivering up his passenger. The house I have already is good enough for me, as you suppose. It is my own freehold. It was built by my grandfather, and is stout enough for a castle. My father was born there, lived there, and died there. I was born there, and have always lived there. Yet I must needs build a new one. Why do you? said Down. Why do I? To preserve peace in the household. I do anything for that, but I don't succeed. I was firm in resisting Chateau Ringdale, however not that i would not have put up with the absurdity of the name but it was too much to have your house christened after lord ringdale because your wife once had a fancy for him if you only knew everything you would think all attempt at reconciliation hopeless in your happy home you have no such experiences and god forbid that you ever should see here they are all ready to receive you of course and so will your wife be waiting to receive you said down take my word for it she will and with the dinner prepared for you far better than mine i hope so barnet replied dubiously he moved on to down's door which the solicitor's family had already opened down descended but being encumbered with his bag and umbrella his foot slipped and he fell down upon his knees in the gutter oh my dear charles said his wife running down the steps and quite ignoring the presence of barnet she seized hold of her husband pulled him to his feet and kissed him exclaiming i hope you are not hurt darling the children crowded round, chiming in piteously, "'Poor papa!' "'He's all right,' said Barnet, perceiving that Down was only a little muddy, and looking more at the wife than at the husband. Almost at any other time, certainly during his fastidious bachelor years, he would have thought her a too demonstrative woman. But those recent circumstances of his own life to which he had just alluded made Mrs. Down's solicitude so affecting that his eyes grew damp as he witnessed it. 
Bidding the lawyer and his family good-night, he left them and drove slowly into the main street towards his own house. The heart of Barnet was sufficiently impressionable to be influenced by Downe's parting prophecy, that he might not be so unwelcome home as he imagined. The dreary night might, at least on this one occasion, make Downe's forecast true. Hence it was in a suspense that he could hardly have believed possible that he halted at his door. On entering his wife was nowhere to be seen, and he inquired for her. The servant informed him that her mistress had a dressmaker with her, and would be engaged for some time. A dressmaker at this time of day? She dined early, sir, and hopes she will excuse her joining you this evening. But she knew I was coming to-night? Oh, yes, sir. Go up and tell her I am come. The servant did so, but the mistress of the house merely transmitted her former words. Barnet said nothing more and presently sat down to his lonely meal, which was eaten abstractedly, the domestic scene he had lately witnessed still impressing him by its contrast with the situation here. His mind fell back into past years upon a certain pleasing and gentle being whose face would loom out of their shades at such times as these. Barnet turned in his chair, and looked with unfocused eyes in a direction southward from where he sat, as if he saw not the room but a long way beyond. I wonder if she lives there still, he said. End of chapter 1